Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Not? Oh my gosh. So rehearsed. We rehearsed that so hard. I know. Well, it's not like rehearsed on purpose. We've just done it so many times now. Yeah, I know. I feel like um, extra like NPR, like public radio when we're like, and well, why not? You know? Yeah, I'm going to throw a curveball at you next week, I think. Ooh, what's next? What? I don't know. Some weird voice. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> just break it up a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh, my sneeze. Achoo. Good job. That was my sneeze. Sounded so real. I know, right? Um, so good. I literally do that all the time when I'm about to sneeze. I go like, hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Achoo. That's my sneeze, you know? Very nice. Mm-hmm. I'll, my boyfriend, Alex, just likes to move the whole room into knowing like i'm gonna sneeze it's like what does he at least sneeze loudly not always oh see that's the thing is like if they're if, he if usually tries like, to hold it like, in i'm gonna sneeze i want the sneeze to like yeah bear resemblance to like the anticipation yeah that's what i'm trying to think of yeah. He'll, he tries more often than not to hold his sneezes in and i'm like you need to stop that i heard that your brain could explode technically and your eyeballs pop out and you die technically you can burst something in your brain whether you let it out or hold it in so sneezes are pretty dangerous in general my god i hold my sneezes all the time no it's not good for you either way just try not to sneeze i guess yeah do those those are those seem to work fine well you know what it's nearly halloween yes i'm so excited so excited and we got to talking about spooky stories. Yeah, because I love, like, folklores and all those haunted myths. And there's just so many, like, classifying campfire stories that I thought just everybody knew. Yeah. And then I met my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know any. You don't movies. know any of them. <laughs> I don't know any. Yeah. How did you miss it? I don't know. I don't what know because I've all well like like we talked about last week like I've always loved horror yeah I watched horror movies but like I never was in a situation where I was listening to spook I guess campfires campfires didn't really exist in my life mm. I was a city girl so. city girl I never listened to any spooky stories so I'll be honest I don't know how I know these you just are you I were like, just born out of the spook I can't remember hearing them ever <laughs> but then my sister would read to me from the uh more scary stories to tell in the dark series oh yeah, yeah yeah and i'd be listening and i'm like oh i know this one how wait when did i hear this you're reincarnated spooky i guess so i love me some spooks oh my gosh oh i did read some history about spooky stories oh yeah tell me oh my gosh i was because i was like so, doing research is but- it going to tell me how i know them though I don't know. I'd like that info. I feel like I heard some, like, bits and pieces on the playground, but, like, I didn't have friends growing up, so I really don't know how I heard these. You d- That was the saddest thing. You just casually, like, I didn't have friends growing up. I didn't really have friends growing up. No. To be fair, would you be friends with the kid that randomly knew every scary story <laughs> that she never heard? I mean, I'm friends with you right now, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's literally the, that's the premise of this whole podcast episode. Well, Because I haven't heard them. Tell uh, me some history, though. Yeah, so, I am going to preface that this is from Wikipedia, so, like... Take it or leave it or whatever. Two grains of salt. Two grains of salt? Yeah, Wikipedia is two grains of salt. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. That's amazing. I just looked up ghost story, so I don't know mm-hmm. if the story, like, if all, because I, 
I realize that some stories aren't particularly ghost related. They can right. be more like spooky or mystical or in some way. Sure. But um but yeah, the idea of ghost stories I mean, I would assume that the first story ever told was a scary story. Like, dude, there was this cat and it had long fangs in front of its mouth and it came charging at me. Is that a real spooky story or did you just like make that up? No, I just made that up. I said that was probably ah, the first story ever told. The first story ever told. The yeah. first, yeah, immediately humans are like, yes, cats, go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the big thing is that, yeah, anthropologists have kind of agreed that like spooky stories or ghost stories have been around forever just because of the whole idea of death, like it's in your face. So to have some sort of... You have of, to address it. Yeah, you have to address the, yeah. the death in the room. Yep. And sometimes it's a spooky story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was crazy. In 1929, mm-hmm. five key features of the English ghost story were identified in Some Remarks on Ghost Stories by M.R. James. Okay, mm-hmm. And the five key features are... The pretense of truth, a pleasing terror, no gratuitous bloodshed or sex, no explanation of the machinery, mm-hmm. which means like, you know, no explanation as to how this happened. Right. And the setting, those of the writer's or reader's own day, which I think the last right. one could be the most debatable of the two, because I have heard stories that are kind of like Star Wars style, like a long time ago. <laughs> right. But if this would have been in the, you said 1929. So, I mean, if you wanted to tell a story that was like in England in the 1800s. Yeah. I, I don't know how much that would really scare you. But I do understand, though, like how when they mean like the readers or the the writer's own day like i have heard ghost stories or I, you know i've heard i haven't heard ghost, ghost stories that's <laughs> no. the problem but i've heard of, of how like ghost stories have changed over time oh, because yeah. people like will shift the locations mm-hmm. to be like wherever they were by so that way it's like more scary it's oh, like oh it happened down the road or classic like, setup in a place just like this happened to two kids just like us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like That's part of why it's scary. Because it's like, it could happen to me. Yeah. Right here. And now. You know, and then like, I don't know, monster jumps out and you're like, rah. You yeah, know? but I've definitely heard of like, castles are haunted because of a mistress who died suddenly yeah. of unknown causes and she's still haunting this wine cellar. <laughs> Like that's yeah, that's totally all of hits all of those marks. Totally, yeah. So that I thought that was interesting because it wasn't when I read those, I was like, oh yeah, like the only spooky stories I've ever heard have been when people in movies have been telling other people spooky stories. Yeah. So I'm like so far removed from the spooky storytelling <laughs> apparatus that I can totally see how like these five things, these five tenets of spooky yeah. stories, totally fits. It's kind of weird. You don't you don't think that they would all be the like, but. I mean, there is like an actual, you know. I think that still fits a lot of like scary movies, though. A totally. Lot of the setup, the unexplained, and then a lot of like first deaths happen off screen. And yeah. So you're still left like wondering what happened? Why are they attacking me? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And then, yeah, so uh, after that point, you know, pulp magazines started becoming popular. So mm-hmm. a lot of spooky stories started getting kind of told in those. Mm hmm. And then even like things like Good Housekeeping and The New yeah. Yorker, those were all places where spooky stories would be told. So. And casually, just like casually. one article thrown in there, like, dude found at bar dead no one knows why yeah yeah and i i uh some of them actually were like some of them came from like dear abby Mm -hmm. and stuff like that weird anything else super interesting are you ready to get spooked you know what i think 
I think my entire life I've been waiting for this moment. Well, fasten your seatbelts. Let's go on a ride. But first, we're going to take a quick little break and hear about another podcast on our network, So Below Media. That sounds way better. I'll get my notes. <laughs> I know. Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. I heard one... And I think Tell I'm, your scary story, because you know the one scary story. I know one scary story. And let me tell you it. Preface with, this is not going to be good, and it's not going to be scary. Okay? And it involves, like, this dude who picks up this hitchhiker girl, and the hitchhiker girl, like, sits in the back seat, and, like, she's dead, but we don't know that till the end. <laughs> Oh, I get it. You don't know the the original beat by beats. And maybe she has like a scarf around her neck and it's like (gasps) hiding. I know the story. She removed the scarf from around her neck and her head fell off because it had been decapitated. It rolled across the floor and suddenly the driver realized she had been dead the whole time. Shit. See, that sounds good. See, I tell it like she had a scarf around her neck and like, I don't know, she was like dead or something. That's my scary story. See, time. I had siblings to try and freak out. We did have a fun game of try and scare Marissa because I am pretty good at not getting spooked. <laughs> because I think my the biggest reason I won't go into a haunted house with you or anybody else. Oh, yeah. I love haunted houses, by the I, way. I like being in haunted houses. But I, you know, fight or flight. I know there's many more because there's fight or flight or freeze. Freeze. Well, there's there's other ones. There's yeah. comply. Yeah. There's all kinds of crazy. There's all kinds of crazy ones. Stuff. Which we could do an episode on that. <laughs> but um, mine is fight. Mine is I need to protect who I'm with, and I'm gonna get them the fuck out of there. Damn girl. Cause I punched a guy in costume. <laughs> <laughs> I went into a haunted house. It was a Helsing haunted house. Okay. Cause the movie had just come out, and we were at Universal. <laughs> And so, but I went in with my cousin, Kevin, and he's a, a few years younger than me. And we we're just walking around, having a good old time, looking at stuff. I was, like, commenting because I'd seen the movie. So I was like, oh, this is from that and this from that. And how cool. And then a guy jumps out right behind us. So you're supposed to, like, turn around or feel this yeah, brush. Of yeah, yeah. Well, I deck the guy. <laughs> I push Kevin into a wall. How old were you? Ten. Oh. I was so 10, cute. so he was probably like uh, 7. Oh my god. This is a full-grown man, and I'm a 10-year-old little girl, and I punch him right in the face, yeah, and yeah. then I realize what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, dude. You were so scary. Good job. You're doing a great job. And I was like, grab Kevin by the shoulders, turn him around, and walk him forward, and nobody else jumped out at us. And I don't know if it's because they knew. They probably all had like radios, and they were like, this 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that you do have to sign like a disclosure that's like, if I get punched, it's my own fucking fault. Yeah, you do. So, yeah, it's a dangerous world being on a punch that guy. Ten years. But yeah, for me, as far as what, scary... nineteen years ago, and I still feel bad. <laughs> That's adorable. Hey, they signed the disclosure. Remember? 
They knew what they were getting into, Marissa. They totally knew a 10-year-old little girl with red pigtails was going to punch was probably, the Hey, face. you know, they probably tell the story, too, and be like, man, there was this redheaded. <laughs> she packed a wallop, man. I know. She was going to watch out for the redheads, man. You know, to the day she died. That's true. But, yeah, so I never, um, haunted houses were kind of like the only, I guess, other than horror films, scary event I took place in. Yeah. But spooky stories. I don't get to hear any. Nope. I just got a girl with a scarf around her neck for some reason that I don't remember. But tell me, tell me some spooky stories because I don't know. And uh, I don't know how good my like tale telling stories are. So I just wrote down some titles that would remind me of these stories. So So you're all going to be off of memory. I'm going to start with a semi funny one because it's a real life event. I don't remember where it takes place. Actually only happened about like 30 years ago. But we can pretend it happened a lot longer ago. Wait, is it real? Yeah, it's real. Is it, though? Yeah, no, it's absolutely real. This, there's, there's documents that say this happened. That's what they always say, isn't it? I am, like, sitting here. Imagine me, crisscross, applesauce. In camp, front of a little fire. Campfire's happening, like, marshmallows slowly <laughs> bursting into flames. And, and we are about to hear Your graham cracker going, as you break it apart. <laughs> Okay, spooky story number one. There was a robbery that happened. Three masked men broke into a bank and held people up at gunpoint, asking, demanding for this money. They were able to collect over $300 (laughs) of some type of currency that I'm not entirely familiar with. Wait. This happened somewhere in the Far East. Okay. Okay. Way way back when. So three hundred dollars. It was at least three hundred dollars in American amount. That would have been like a decent amount. That's not even like anywhere near my rent for the. It was the entire amount of money that the bank had. They stole all of it. Okay, gotcha. And they made away, and the police started following them. They were able to get there right in time to watch them fleeing the scene. The three split off from each other. They were able to only track down one of them. This guy made some sharp turns, weaving in and out of different alleyways, and eventually the police ran headfirst into a goat. (laughs) They believed that this man had sold his soul to become a goat to hide from law enforcement. So they arrested him and took him into custody. The goat? The goat. (laughs) Sorry. This is 100% real. No. They took this goat in. Okay. They had newspapers coming in to interview the goat to find out why he had sold his soul to take this form. Yes. Days passed. Weeks passed. This goat didn't break. They kept talking to him, asking him why he had sold his soul to become this goat. He had still been caught. He should just give up the act, give up the witchcraft. But he didn't. He didn't falter. They asked every single farmer throughout the entire area if they were missing a goat. Nobody was missing a goat. Nobody knew these markings that were on his face. He had dark black patches around his eyes and dark black patches around his tail and nobody found this goat familiar he just sat there eating eating hay day and night ultimately their laws say they can't charge a goat so they have to let him go they let this goat go into the city where he disappears forever never to be seen again wow (laughs) it's slightly scary but also it's not really scary they a thousand percent they arrested a goat and they never saw this goat again. Okay. 
They uh, released him into a city. I just, uh, I understand goats, the devil, they have a torrid history. Sure. You know, it's like John and Yoko, goats and the devil, <laughs> okay? But uh, I've just never been scared by a goat. That's fair. That was an adorable story. And it's real. It's not real. There's records. I bet. It, well, it's an urban. Of them of resting a goat. They arrested a goat? They arrested him. There's paperwork. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Okay, tell me your next one. Okay. I'm ready for it. So this one's also has some truth to it. Ooh. This is called The it. Grave. Oh, it absolutely does. The Grave? The Grave. That's already a very promising title. Good. Okay, I'm ready for it. So there were some teenagers hanging out at a house. Classic. As you do. Mm-hmm. As we've done. Agreed. In fact... And they're sitting around telling slightly scary stories, as we are. Mm-hmm. And then somebody says the witch had recently died. A scary old witch that lived on the edge of town who nobody liked and nobody had even spoken to in decades. But she had been buried in the cemetery close to town. And there had been a legend going around that she would reach out and grab your ankle if you spoke to her and tried to leave. Oh, gosh. And a woman. Let's give her a name. Allison. That's a good, solid, scary name. Allison did not believe this. She is an entire skeptic and said, I don't believe you even a second. Allison. That any witch-like lady even lived in that house. I'm sure it was just an old, decrepit, creepy, uneasy woman who just hated everybody. Gosh. You know what? I don't like Allison. Well, Allison was at least a little right. Nobody did know the woman that lived in that house, but they had known that she had passed away and nobody was at her funeral. And they dare Allison to go speak to her at her grave. And Allison says, I'll do you better. I'll stay there for an hour and I'll stab this knife into the grave so that when you're brave enough to go in the morning, you'll see that I have accomplished this. Okay, I just want to say, Allison is really escalating the situation. She's going to take a knife and stab it into the grave? Yeah. I mean, that is... She could have taken a shovel, but I guess they didn't have any available. That is... Allison's got some anger problems. So they drive her out to the graveyard, and she walks trying to find it. The kids follow her for a little ways and some point the general direction. I I think it's over there. They're, of course, too scared to go anywhere near it. But they point her in the right direction and her, alone with a flashlight and her little knife, walk out to the gravestone. She scans a few and eventually finds let's call her Ingrid. It's a good old name. Oh, God. Ingrid's headstone with just the date that she was born and the date that she died. Nothing else. No loved ones passed, no left behind, just her name and her dates. And so Allison sits down, looking, facing the headstone, and starts talking to it, saying, This is all nonsense. I came out here entirely on a dare, and now I'm too cold and too thirsty, and I just wish I was back at that party. This was so stupid. Why did I say that I should do this? I know I'm better than them, because I know you're dead. And when you're dead, you're dead, and there's nothing else that is going to happen. She sits there a while longer and looks at her watch every now and then, and her flashlight batteries start to go down, and everything starts to go dim. She thinks, this has definitely been long enough. I don't have to be here a whole hour. They're not waiting for me except back at the house. I'll just 
put my dagger in and leave. So she stabs it into the ground. She begins to stand up and something, something is pulling on her skirt. Fucking shit, no. She turns around and she swears she can see a bony hand, tiny bits of flesh still dangling off of it, pulling her into the dirt. She's screaming. She's pulling at the ground as she tries to escape and she can't. She's being pulled into this grave. The grave. The sun comes up the next day and her friends haven't seen her. They go to check on Allison and they see her trying to escape this grave, crawling away from the headstone, her face securely frozen in sheer terror. She had stabbed her own skirt into the grave dirt and was unable to move. The end. <laughs> that was dope. That was real dope. <laughs> oh, shit, girl. That was all from memory. And that's also a true story. Oh, my God. So, wait. So, she, like, di- she, like, she died She had from- a heart attack. She had a heart attack because she... She was so scared. She was so scared because she stabbed her own skirt and she thought it was the hand because yeah. she was all in her head. Yeah. Girl. Girl. Yeah. That was scary. Yeah? Yeah, I started laughing. I mean, you know I'm scared from <laughs> laughing. Damn. Tight. Oh, oh, my God. Thank you. Thank I'm clapping. You. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, is there another one? I'll tell you an- another animal story. Oh, okay. I like it. This man is traveling through the woods. Okay. It starts to rain, and he does not have any protection Horrifying. as he travels through the woods. Horrifying. So he sees this house, and it's all lit up. So he goes to this little cabin, and he knocks on the door. Nobody answers, but he decides it's a small enough place. If he lets himself in and makes himself known... It wouldn't be such a bad thing. So he walks in. And he says, hello, is anybody here? Nobody except a small black cat sits <laughs> by the door. Oh, no. He says again, hello, is anybody here? Still no response. He checks the tiny cabin, the little bedroom, and the bathroom, and nobody is there. He decides, it must have just been left recently. Someone is sure to come back. I'll explain myself later. I'm very tired. So he sits down in front of the fire on the couch, and he slowly starts to fall asleep. As he closes his eyes, he sees that the little black cat has stationed himself right in front of him. A little while goes by, and he wakes up. He looks around, and there's the little black cat, and there's a slightly bigger black cat next to him. Okay. And, a little, and the black cat looks at the little one, and you can almost hear him whisper, Should we do it now? (laughs) See, I start laughing when I'm scared. (laughs) And the man falls back asleep, thinking nothing of it. He's still sleepy. It was probably just a dream. Then he wakes up a little while later, thinking, oh, it's odd that I've been sleeping so long and nobody has come back to this lit cabin with still a roaring fireplace. It should have at least died down by now. But it hasn't. And when he looks around the room, he sees the small cat, the slightly bigger cat, and then an even slightly larger cat. This one, almost the size of a bobcat. Much bigger (laughs) than the medium-sized cat. And he's still very sleepy, and he puts his head back down, thinking, well, that cat's very big, but it still looks like a house cat. I should be okay. And as he closes his eyes, he thinks he almost hears him say, should we do it now? And you can hear the medium cat responds, let's wait until Tom gets here. 
The man falls asleep. He sleeps a little while, not that much longer, and he wakes up again. And there's another cat there. About the same size as the other one, about a little bobcat size. And he knows he hears him say, Should we do it now? And the other cat says, Let's wait till Tom gets here. Now the man has absolutely had it. He wants nothing to do with this. He stands up, looks at the still roaring fireplace and all around him, and does not understand what is going on around him. And he says, I'm sorry, I can't wait for Tom any longer. And he leaves the cabin. <laughs> the end. Is that the- <laughs> what a badass. He's like, fuck this shit. I don't want to be a part of your scary mess. And he just exactly. leaves. That's what you should be in a horror movie. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so- I- Who's Tom? What? <laughs> I was fully enveloped in this story. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at that guy for not finding out who Tom is. He could have died in that story. That's, that's his job. God damn. Wait. Okay. Probably his cabin. But he also could be a giant cat person. I would. That's hope always so. my. That's always my dream. Is that it's a giant cat person that owns that cabin? Yeah, he was just on Broadway doing cats. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Making that ends neat. Oh my god, that was great. Yeah. You're really good at telling stories. I was like fully into it. I'm oh, so pissed that I don't know any of the nonsense that was that like that. You told me a scary story. Well, you told me a joke disguised as a scary story. I mean, it's still a scary story. It was kind of scary. Who the fuck is Tom? Who is Tom? Who is Tom? <laughs> well, I do have one last story. I'll leave you with the most classic of them. Ooh. Man. I do have other other scary stories if you ever want to hear more. Ooh. I could just tell you so many weird stories, Kaya. Tell me. I like, you know, this is like. You having fun? I'm having so much fun. I feel very calm, but also kind of scared. This is a side of me I don't get to give out very often. Well, I am accepting of it. I am (laughs) loving it. Okay. I'll tell you stories. Okay. Tell me. I'll tell you the most classic horror story there is out there. I'm excited. Okay. okay, It's called The Hook. Ooh. Wait. I might know this one. But you've probably heard versions of this one. Uh, The Hook sounds very familiar. First off. It's been around for decades. I have immediately the soundtrack to the Hook. film Hook in my head. It's not, it's, it's not that. You're not going to see any Captain Hook and Mr. Shmee having a very caring and loving relationship. I love the Hook-Shmee relationship. I do love Mr. Shmee. He's definitely one of my favorites. I love that... Uh, the movie Hook is like so good. It's such a um I cried for days. As a kid, as a kid I as cried a for kid. Days. Well, still today I cry a little bit. I cry because of sentimental reasons, but like man, it's he just gets left behind in that carriage. I cry every time. Oh, That's pretty sad. I just like um it's a surprising Spielberg movie. Tinkerbell's in love with him and can't be with him. Yeah, that's she how makes it is in the book. Big though. Yeah. She doesn't do that in the book. She doesn't do that in the book, but she loves him. And she's but that's, like, but that's still heartbreaking when she makes herself big. And she's like, okay, now. Yeah. Is, was this the problem? I think this is the most unrealistic thing about Hook. If Julia Roberts <laughs> wants you, you say yes. I don't know. 
I mean, I love Wendy. Don't get me wrong. Our Wendy's daughter, Moira. I am mm. realizing how much I have the film Hook memorized. <laughs> I rarely can just be like character name, character name, character yeah. name. Yeah. I know that Peter loves Moira. Okay. Well, they have had an actual life together. Okay, but Julia Roberts? Fairy Julia Roberts? That's she fair. is That's fair. Beautiful. An icon. She's an icon. She's beautiful. Absolutely. She's gorgeous. I love her. Anyway. Okay, I'm ready to hear about The, the Hook. Okay. I'm sure it has other names, but that's the one I know it best by. So there's a young couple. Let's name them. Let's call them Fred and Astrid. Okay. Really went out there. I don't know. She seems, she seems kind of Swedish to me mm-hmm. in my head whenever I imagine her. Okay. I'm excited to find out why. Like a, like a nice, thick, blonde girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like an Astrid would be. Okay. <laughs> All right. I She's like supposed it. to be a beauty queen. Okay. We'll call her Ash for short. Okay. So Fred and Ash, they've been dating a while. They've, in fact, just two weeks ago decided to start going steady. There's been a pin and a ring and everything. So they make their way to, of course, make out point. Wait, wait, wait. You said a pin? Oh, like a old pin. school. Yeah, way old school. Got you. I you was know like- where the guy wore a pin on his jersey? Yes. Lapel. Yes. Okay. I got real confused. I was like, no, wait, a pin, pin? A pin and a ring and all the shebang that this goes makes with sense, being sense, okay. steady. Steady in olden days. If I don't give a pin to the person I'm going steady with, everything is wrong with me. Wait, 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 wait. You give a pin to the people you're steady with? The, yeah, I thought the girl was supposed to give a pin. That's always the story that I've heard. I've never pinned anybody. <laughs> I gave Alex a pin. Oh my god, you're so cute. They're little really? dinosaurs, yeah. But I, yeah, they're, they're the same equivalent. I'm, I am married to a human. I have given them... No pins? No pins. You need to get a pin. I skipped some steps. To be fair, I haven't been given a ring. Well, but the pin is the first one step, you know, right? I mean, if the girl wants to make the first step, sure. Oh my gosh. You need to get a pin. You gotta get them gender norms up in dirt, you know, so... You gotta get a pin. <laughs> Somebody's gotta get somebody a pin. Okay. Anyway, so they, got they the did pin. the pin. They have the pin and the ring and the whole nine yards. They yes. are going steady. Steady. They have plans. They've been talking. But they make their way to make out point. As any young couple would. Mm-hmm. A beautiful, slight hill that looks out over the tiny little city. So they're looking out over it and everything's going so romantic. And they start... Having some smooches and getting real close and cuddly. <laughs> Just kissing the night away. Beautiful full moon looking down on them. They have the radio going, mm-hmm. as any decent person does. <laughs> you, you don't want to hear your smooches. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Really takes no, no, the no, mood no. away. Yeah, you, gotta you definitely want that smooth rock playing. Smooth in the rock, okay. But then suddenly the broadcast is inter- interrupted. We're sorry to interrupt your regularly scheduled smooth rock. We have unfortunate news. There has been a breakout from the insane asylum that is located on 4th and Sandy. (laughs) On a side note, there has also been a break-in and a robbery that happened at the Hardworks. 
which of course stocks all your hardware needs. <laughs> Please be on the lookout for a man that has slightly impaired tempers. <laughs> he should be wearing a white robe. Beware of this man. Please continue to your scheduled broadcast. So they keep making out, but yeah, Ash is a little iffy on this situation. They're very close to 12th and what I say? Salmon? Sandy? You said 4th and Sandy. You said 4th and Sandy, which I'm is very... not an asylum. Yeah. Um, I, just... I wish I could remember the address of the actual asylum <laughs> in Salem. I want to say this. If I heard a radio broadcast such as this, I would have bailed so quickly. No amount of making out is going to make it so like, it's like, hey, an insane asylum dude broke out and he has unknown quantities of hardware equipment that shit is scary where are you looking did you actually 25th and center street salem oregon oh my god you actually looked up the oregon state hospital it's 25th and center street (laughs) you know that place where they filmed one flew over the cuckoo's nest that's true it's like salem's call to fame they're like hey jack nicholson was here so we're pretty all right aren't we my grandpa pulled him over Pulled over Jack Nicholson? He was a sheriff, and he pulled him over for speeding. Holy, 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 holy. What? Yeah, they went and got a beer together instead of him giving him a ticket. <laughs> you, oh my God. You I didn't know this? No. <laughs> Marissa, I'm going to just, like, touch you lightly, because you, like, you're the skin that's related to the skin that touched Jack Nicholson, maybe, or was near him and drank a beer. So, wait. So, no, he pulled him over. So, and then instead of giving him a ticket, Jack Nicholson was like, I'm a famous actor. How about you? we just get a beer later? Oh, my God. So after filming, he went and got a beer with my grandpa. What? Do you know what they talked about? Mm-hmm. No, my grandpa died before I was, like, born. No, I'm sorry. Well, no, I was born, but, like, yeah, it was diabetes. Yeah. And I was, like, two. I'm sorry. Yeah. Man, that's amazing, though. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. I really hope this isn't one of those things that he lied about. I don't think so, though, because he was a sheriff in Salem. I mean, it seems and possible. And Jack Nicholson seems like the type of person that would speed. Oh, 100%. Especially during that time. Yeah. Because he would have just made his breakout, right? He was up and coming. So he'd be slightly bloated. Yeah. He would be like, I'm speeding in stupid Salem, Oregon. I think that... Like, I, this isn't even Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just go get a beer instead. Yeah. Do you know Michael Douglas produced that film? What? Yeah. No, I had no idea. So Michael Douglas couldn't get a career as an actor. His dad, Kirk Douglas, obviously hella, hella famous. Yeah. Everyone was like, Michael, you're not as good as your dad. Yeah. You can just do, like, television. We don't give a shit about you. Right. His dad, Kirk Douglas, had the rights to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and actually performed in the Broadway production of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And Kirk Douglas always wanted to make a film of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But then he kind of got older because he always yeah. wanted to play Jack Nicholson's part. Oh. And he kind of got older. And so he was just going to let the rights lapse, essentially. Mm-hmm. And Michael Douglas was like, um, hey, I'm going to buy the rights if you're cool with it. Like, I'll just buy the rights from you because yeah. I want to produce this film. And so Kirk Douglas sold the rights to his son mm-hmm. and his son produced it. Michael Douglas won an Academy Award for producing. Oh, wow. I don't I can't believe I didn't know that. I guess I'm just still so wrapped up in my grandpa pulled over Jack Nicholson. It's believable at most. It's very believable. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So the radio broadcast came over insane asylum hardware store, but they're like, maybe we should keep making out. Maybe we shouldn't. Well, Ash starts to feel a little weird. Okay. It's like, we're pretty close to what I've now changed to 25th and Central. Okay. Yeah. We're pretty close to that. We should, we should probably go. But Fred isn't into going. He's like, we've been going steady now for two weeks. All we've been doing is kissing. I'm ready for a little something more. Just, just a little. I don't want to ask too much. I just think I'm asking the right amount. We're going steady now. How about, you know, let's just stay. There's no way he'd come to this area. He'd be going further into town if he's escaping. Everything's going to be fine. Besides, the break-in probably isn't related. So they keep kissing a little while longer. And then there's another interrupting. Not so loud. (laughs) You're good. Sorry to interrupt this regularly scheduled progress, but we have found out what has been stolen from the hardware department, and we have been advised to tell you the man that has escaped from the insane asylum located near may have been the one to steal a raking hook from the hardware department since he is missing a single hand, he may have used it in function so that he has attached it to himself. Please be aware and be on guard for anybody that may have been seen with a hook on their hand. So please be advised for anything that looks l- suspicious that would be longer than usual and sharper than usual. Please be on point and <laughs> dial should you have any concerns or any suspicions. Have a good night. To continue kissing for a little while longer. Of course, a hooked guy wouldn't come out to where they're at. They're looking over the city. He'd be going into the city where all the people are. If he was as deranged and psychotic, he'd be like a moth going to fire. He wouldn't be going towards the dark little hill that they're on. They continue kissing and suddenly... She starts to hear a scraping above her. Oh, God. (laughs) Stop, stop, Ash says. Please, can you just... That was a weird noise. And Fred, of course, is not having any of this. Come on, it's nothing. Ash is stern in what she believes. There was a noise, and you need to go check it out if you want any more action. I refuse to give myself to somebody who won't protect me. Love her. Fred says, fine, and he goes out, and he doesn't see anything, and there's nobody around. Everything is still pitch dark, and he goes back into the car and says that there's nothing there. Everything is fine. It's just how it was when they got there to begin with. And Ash is still not certain. There's there's something definitely wrong. She insists, we have to go home now, right now. She hears some more scraping sounds coming from outside of the car. And she insists even more, we have to go home now. I promise we will continue this at another time. It's not like I'm making out with anybody else. She's a, she kind of sounds like the radio announcer, just a little. <laughs> she didn't say shh. <laughs> she didn't say shh. You're right. I have to go home and I have to go home now and I demand that you take me home. There we go. We'll continue this at another time because mm-hmm. it's not like I'm making out with anybody else. There you go. And well, 
Brad is pretty pissed about this. He does actually care about her, and her opinion actually does matter to him. And he knows that if he were to do anything else wrong, he'd never hear the end of it. So he decides to take them home. Nice. Turns the car on, starts to back it up, and there's a weird noise when it starts up. A sort of rattling sound, and they go over a bump they don't remember coming into, but, of course, it is a park. It's not like they're constantly repaving or anything. So they head back home, and he gets out of the car, and he walks around to let Ash out. But there's scrapes all along the side of the car. Oh, my God. And when he gets to her door... There's a hook on the handle. The end. Ah, so they do they run him over? Probably, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's my favorite version. Good. Hey, do you want to know another ending? <gasps> alternate ending? There's an alternate ending. This is ending. like the DVD extras. Tell me now. I've clicked the button. Kay. Pressing play. Fred goes out to check to see if there's anybody there. He looks all around and everything looks completely normal. Ash sits in the car waiting but she hears more scraping against the top of the car she waits a little longer she's almost too scared to leave the car what is that sound it continues to scrape against the top of the car she gets out and she looks around she doesn't see anything fred are you there fred (laughs) he doesn't answer goes around the front of the car to the driver's side door and Fred's not on that side of the car either if you're waiting to scare me this isn't funny she keeps looking around the car and there's nothing there and she hears the scraping again coming from the top of the car she looks up and Fred has been hung from the branch of the tree next to the car. Holy shit. And she's been hearing his feet scrape against the top. She turns around. There's something glimmering in the small little street light adjacent to them. That's weird. That looks like a hook. The end. Ah! (laughs) I like the feet scraping is the sound she's hearing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's what you missed out on. I uh, I hurt my hand because I was holding it so tightly into oh, a no. fist. And I was like holding my, I was taking my other hand, holding it around my wrist. My other hand was forming a fist. <laughs> I was ready for action, Marissa. I yeah. get your feelings. Yeah. I was laughing. I was scared. It was fun. Yeah? Yeah, that was great. Good. Oh, man, I wish I was around a little campfire with some marshmallows. Yeah. S'mores sounds good right now. It's true. I think I just have always loved scary stories, even yeah. as a little tiny baby. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please thank you. let us know any scary stories that you grew up with. Oh, yeah, please. I would like to know if I know them. Yeah, because I definitely won't know them. But if you stump Marissa, that's like Ooh. some serious scary story. We'll give a huge shout out for that. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.